Welcome back to Conscious Contemplation. A little disclaimer before we get into today's episode. Take everything you hear here and do your own research. Riley and I are not healthcare professionals. We are not doctors. He has done many years of research and has so much knowledge. But before you add it into your life, just make sure it is the right decision for you. I know you're going to love this episode if you're a health and wellness freak like us. I've only just started getting into the health and wellness world and it is super overwhelming at the beginning because you will find that what we have been told is not always the best advice. So please do tell us what you would like us to talk about in future podcast episodes because I want Riley to come back and I want to pick his brain even more. So with that said, let's get into the episode. I have Riley here today, a biohacker and hypnotherapist, and we're just going to walk through his day and see, might not be the same as yours, might be a bit different. I would say it's very different to mine. So you just came into my house and told me I can't eat kale anymore, and I'm so devastated. That's right. Kale is, um, kale you know. is the opposite of a superfood yet yeah, it gets the rep of a superfood it's actually quite disgraceful uh, yeah all these things you didn't know that you know but about. it's a replacement for potato chips because i was having kale chips you're having kale chips yeah okay hmm it's interesting i don't know spinach broccoli chips might be a better option <laughs> okay i'll try bro- broccoli chips anyways um Talk a bit louder for the viewers as well. So, um, yeah, talk us through your day, Riley. Okay, so a standard day for me at the moment has been I wake up and the first thing I'll do is I'll activate this little Home D bracelet looking thing. Yeah, I literally thought you were on Home D when, when I first saw you. Yeah, so it does get some looks. That was a good icebreaker for us though. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Are you on Home D? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's um yeah. So it's called an Apollo Neuro, and it vibrates. It actually sends vibrations through your leg bone, which will help shift your nervous system from sympathetic into parasympathetic nervous system. So first thing in the morning, I'll put this on, but I'll put it on its energy and wake up setting. And as I'm laying there, even if I just like sit there on my phone for a bit, with this vibrating on my ankle. My body wakes up like I've had a cup of coffee mm. and I haven't even had my coffee yet. So I love that. So that's the first thing I do. I'll put my Apollo on, grab my phone, put it on energy and wake up. And then I usually do a six phase meditation. So, cool. yeah. So in, in the six phase meditation, it's like there's gratitude, um, forgiveness. You forgive somebody, um, there's, a, there's relaxation. What else is in it? You plan out your day. Nice. You, you ask for a calling from a, like a high, higher power. It only yeah. goes for about 20 minutes. It's done by... Um, so it's kind of like resetting your intention, but super powered mm-hmm. through going through every possible road bump. Like yep. you might not be grateful from the day before. You might have a, holding a grudge from someone. might be still tense. So it's like getting all those steps ready for your day and then you plan it at the end. For sure. So where do you do that meditation? In bed. Still in bed. But like, is it just like running off an audio in your head? Like, where do you find it? Yeah. So there's a, it's off YouTube. 
There's a, you know that Vision, that Mind Valley guy, Vision yeah, Lack, is it yeah. Lakiani? Yeah, Vision Lakiani. Yeah. I've listened to many of his podcasts. So yeah. I was tempted to sign up for Mind Valley as well. It is tempting. Yeah, it is tempting. So yeah, it's his little twenty-minute meditation, which He's I cool. love it, and I also we might have to put these in the notes for people. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So the one that I do has binaural beats added to it. Nice. So you know about binaural beats? I do know binaural beats yeah. because I um, started training my brain to use them when I was studying in year 12. Sweet. Like you can put them on and they've got some focus because I found, yeah, just normal music was very distracting. So binaural beats were good for studying mm. in year 12. Mm. Yeah. I forgot a little biohack. I've got one of those acupressure mats that I'll, I'll like slip under my body before doing the meditation as well oh okay cool so you've seen those mats and spiky mats yep. got do like they hurt little... your doesn't back? it doesn't doesn't yeah it doesn't hurt me any anymore i don't think it ever really hurt it but from the start but for some people it might so i'll lay on that i'll do the meditation um and then after that i get up and i have a black coffee okay so you know i'm a big fan of intermittent fasting yeah yeah so I think I at our advanced hypno course I told you about things that there's substances that can mimic fasting. Fasting. Mm-hmm. So two of those things are um, caffeine and nicotine. Yeah. So I don't have nicotine anymore. I used to vape a little bit of nicotine, but I don't anymore. So I have a black coffee in the morning. And then I'll fast until, you know, like one, one, two o'clock usually anyway. So yeah, which makes end. sense. Cause I know a lot of people who have used either a coffee or a cigarette to suppress their appetite. Mm. So that mimics fasting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a black coffee, mm-hmm. you don't miss milk. No, no, no. no. Some, cool. Sometimes I make it bulletproof coffee. So oh, I'll, that's cool. Yeah. I'll put I've in heard a, of that. a tablespoon of grass fed butter. And then once that's put in the blender, it's like the, milkiest frothiest coffee you've ever had anyway so so it's just butter and coffee anything uh, else? unsalted butter make sure you get unsalted don't you don't put the mct oil? i do put mct in yeah. it as well yeah i'll put okay. a tablespoon of mct warning if you have more than if you go straight up to a tablespoon of mct oil it'll go straight through you okay yeah so baby steps start off with a teaspoon unless that's what you're after yeah well coffee usually like has a pretty good like now what is it like a laxative effect on the laxative, body in, yeah. anyway. So definitely. if you definitely want that, then yeah, just go ham on the MCT oil and you'll, okay. you'll be cleaned out first thing. Cool. Another thing with the with the coffee is the polyphenols in the coffee beans um, are great for feeding like bacteria in your stomach. So it's good, at, it's good like when your stomach's empty, first thing in the morning, you're feeding the polyphenols, you're feeding the good bacteria what they like to eat. So you're increasing... The amount of good bacteria in your gut and making that balance in your microbiome like even better so another thing that i'll do so is for more polyphenols i'll add a couple of teaspoons of drinking chocolate to my coffee mm. so i've got coffee i like that one i've got that one i can get on got board. some sugar-free drinking chocolate in there what where is it from it's i just get this sugar-free one from woolies it's is it called Aval- avalanche, avalanche. Yeah. yeah yeah so that one there, it's sweetened it's okay. with xylitol or sugar alcohol. I'm pretty so sure I put sugar. <laughs> so, you, know, you, don't need, you don't need sugar with it. I had it at my mom's house, sugar free. I was like, shit, I put sugar in there. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm getting a double whammy of polyphenols there. And also, 
some like in, yeah, increase in nitric oxide levels in my blood from the um, cocoa. So yeah, I'll smash that coffee back. And then from there... Wait, can we just back it up? There's two things I wanted to get more clarity on because I know I found it interesting was first of all, explain to people why cocoa is good. Okay. It has polyphenols. So polyphenols are the things that give color to like dark... Mm, Dark things like blueberries, they're like high in polyphenols, Co- coffee mm-hmm. and chocolate, mm-hmm. high, very high in polyphenols. Mm-hmm. So those polyphenols feed the good bacteria in your gut. So, And also the butter does as well. There's something in butter called butyrate mm-hmm. and that can feed good bacteria in your stomach, which... I can't believe growing up I ate margarine only. I know. That's so bad. There were so many things that I didn't know were bad until yeah. I went down this, this rabbit hole of health. You know, kale. You thought kale was good. I'm still going to eat my damn kale. But yeah, I get it. Because um, explain that a bit further. Like how they need to... I liked the seed thing. The seed thing? Yeah. All right. So yeah, this is something I probably need to do a little bit more research in. So I've like got the information like ready to go. But pretty much seeds... Back in the day, if we, if it was winter, mm-hmm. right, and where we don't have many summery foods around and stuff like that, we start digging into our grain and seed supply, nuts and seeds and stuff like that. So we're consuming a lot of oils from nuts and seeds and grains. And our bodies think, okay, it's winter. That's a sign to fatten up, to put on some weight. And I like to stay very lean, so I try to avoid seeds and nuts. Oh, I do have some nuts, but I don't go heavy on like the nut oils. And what was the other one? Grains. I pretty much avoid grains like completely. So uh, yeah, that's what that's what mm-hmm. they will do. And then as for the kale, it's high in oxalates, and oxalates will like end up accumulating in your body and cause inflammation. It can cause like kidney stones and stuff like that as well. And they're in spinach as well, but if you steam your spinach and you tr- uh, drain away the water then you've yeah removed a lot of the oxalates and that's just so goes against everything i've known because they always say like if you cook your vegetables don't throw away the water because that's like where all the healthy stuff is did you imagine drinking vegetable water though like boiled off veggie water imagine you've boiled some brussels sprouts or some broccoli i could not what do you do what are you supposed to do with the water oh yeah i don't know but like (laughs) i think that's one of the reasons that i don't boil as much steaming yeah steaming is the go okay so right now he's putting on his lip balm so tell tell the people why this is a biohack approved lip balm this isn't a biohack approved okay this well this is definitely is... part of your day because every time i'm with you you put on all right your lip balm when i leave the house it's phone keys wallet chapstick <laughs> you know when you do the search for your pockets so and no mask no mask no i don't need <laughs> a mask so yeah this one i always try to get the healthiest stuff that i can get it's hurrah 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 Tangerine chamomile lip balm with SPS 15. Mm. So it looks like it feels good. It I does. need mine. It is good, <laughs> especially when you're on a podcast doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, so there's a story behind that actually. I had I had really bad acne when I was younger. Okay. And do you think that was from physiological reasons and diet reasons or mental reasons? Diet. 
I think it was diet. Yeah. If I could go back in time. The mind-body connection is so like same, same, but different. But you reckon it was more diet? I definitely think it was more diet because diet is king. Over sports? Well, a lot of your neurotransmitters, most of your neurotransmitters are made in your gut. Exactly, yeah. No, so when true. you balance, when your gut is healthy, when you're putting the right food in it, having the right types of fiber, you know, keeping the, all the bad stuff out, and you've got a healthy microbiome going on there, then you're going to be much more efficient at producing uh, like serotonin and um, yeah, just your happy hormones like from your gut. So a lot of them are made in the gut mm. rather than your brain. So yeah. Um, it's probably it's like a negative loop, I guess. If you're eating bad, then you're thinking bad, then you're thinking exactly. bad, and you're gonna eat worse. Yeah. So, but yeah, I had holistic I, approach always. Mm, so I had bad acne, and I, I done a few years on a re- really strong acne medication that oh. dried me out like so bad. So, ever since then, I think I got off it when I was like 19. Just always carried the chapstick, mm. and if I go out without it, it's like going out without a phone. Yeah, like, you yeah. feel lost without it. I do. That's fair. What was your pivotal point in going, okay, I want to not just live an okay lifestyle, but I want to know the way to have like the peak best of the best experience and tools for my life? Like where, where do you think? Because I guess we always kind of wait for life to get worse before we make it better mm. in a lot of cases. Was there like a big thing that you're like, okay. So... I don't like to waste time. I don't like to waste time either. I like that Mm. answer. So if I'm going to do anything, I want to do it with the most, I want it to be the most informed decision that I can make about whatever I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to eat something, I want to eat the right amount of it, the right form of it, cooked in the right way, added with like these ingredients to increase nutrient absorption. I want to do everything the best way that I can do it. Because um, otherwise, you know, sort of like, what's the point? Yeah. time gets away from us, you know, we're constantly aging. I want to slow down mm. that. I want to slow down my body's aging. So that is a, massi- a massive do. reason why I, why I do a lot of biohacking mm-hmm. with my life. Um, but the pivotal moment would have been when I was bodybuilding. I went, I'd, I'd been bodybuilding for like six months I caught up with a friend that I hadn't seen in a few months and he'd started like training around at the same time, but I hadn't seen him in a long time. So when I seen him, he had like all this mass on him and I was like, what, what am I doing wrong? How, like, how come he's got so much more muscle mass on me in such a short amount of time? So I, we're on, we're overseas, we're on holidays, we're in Thailand. I met up with him in Thailand and everybody like... Uh, overseas thing like Aussies are just jacked right so I thought I was jacked but I got over there and I was like quite dweeby so I got back and I was like all right I'm gonna like research I'm gonna get on the internet I'm gonna find out why learn a bit about diet and nutrition just a little bit and like within a few weeks people in the small town that I'm from are already saying that like Riley's on steroids which was so far from the truth I was just still training the amount same amount that had been but I was just eating a bit better and yeah just all sort of started from there I just would find myself like <clears throat> every night doing research, find another word, find another supplement, find another this, that, whatever, yeah. and just keep There's going. so much out there. There's so much out but there. But you feel like now you've narrowed it down or do you still want to add more? Always adding more. And like, yeah. like you just said, because there's so much out there, 
that is the overwhelming thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I've heard this and I'd, I'd give people advice. They'd come up to me and they ask me for like some advice on training or nutrition. And I give them some advice and I see them a week later and I say, oh, how'd you go with that? And they say, oh, you know, I heard that you're not meant to have carbs after seven or something like that. And I said, <laughs> how's it going for you? And they're like, yeah, not real good. And I'm like, we just could have done what I said. I tried what I said. So that was the biggest thing. I think I spent that long filtering through bullshit mm. that I've been able to sort of have that filtration system. When I come across information now, I can go, hmm, I already know this much. I can see the usual bullshit, you know, like filter it out. Still look on both sides of anything that you're learning about. Always try to get like a vast perspective on whatever it is mm. you're trying to learn about, you know, learn both sides. And But yeah, it's really a skill, I guess, that I've learned filtering through. And looking at both sides is a skill as well, for sure. What do you mean by that? I think it's so easy to get stuck in a mindset and not be able to be like okay I'm inside the jar can I read the label like do you know what I mean like you get so comfortable in the mindset you're in definitely um so it's really good that you're still wary of having the awareness of wanting to see both perspectives always for sure I mean some of the things that we've spoken about lucky you've got an open mind because if yeah. I said you know some of these things to like other people they'll just go you're an absolute weirdo but then some of the stuff that they do and which most people consider completely normal I think is so weird to do yeah you know? <laughs> like, there's so many things like that like in life so yeah it's um staying staying on the fence you know yeah cool um so where were we we're about at like 10 a.m. So, or? so yeah, 10, 10 a.m. So I like to train. I like to go to the gym in the middle part of the day. Okay. So anywhere between like 10 and ten and 12, I like to get a, a faster gym workout. When do you normally in. wake up? Sorry, what time? Oh, time? usually about... It, it changes sometimes. Like It's usually between 6 and 9. Okay. Depends on... <laughs> yeah. Depends on, <laughs> depends on how... If I've had like a late night where I am as well. Yeah. So like uh, logistically so yeah lately i've been getting up at about 7 a.m that's been really good uh, sleep has been a big thing for me so biohacking my sleep is mm-hmm. um which i've yeah gotten a lot better at sleeping um through biohacking but yeah so i'll normally train in the middle of the day train fasted and then i'll do a lot of super slow training so i've started off with about 15 minutes of hit high intensity interval training cardio and just keep that on a spin bike. So my normal routine will be about 15 seconds flat out, 45 seconds uh, sort of rest just at a... Sorry, did you call this the slow part of the training? Yeah, no, this is just the start. I don't know. Did I say slow? <laughs> yeah, you said slow. slow. I was so like, at the, at, high intensity at, at the start, is your slow. At the start, I'll just do 15 minutes of hit. Yeah. And then... Okay, cool. So, but it'll be 15 seconds flat out like on a, on a spin bike. Yeah. And then 45 seconds rest. Nice, yeah. And then straight back into 15 seconds and just do that for 15 rounds and it's 15 minutes done. Sounds really easy, but... No, it doesn't you... sound easy. <laughs> 15 seconds flat out and then 45 seconds rest? Yeah. Sound... That doesn't sound easy? It sounds all right. 15 seconds doesn't sound too bad, but yeah. once you're on it and you're, you know, you're up to round 10 and you've got five more rounds to go. So I'll do that 
Because your heart rate wouldn't actually drop after the 15 to the next 15 or does it go right down? At the start, at, start, at the start, yeah, you'll get a bit of a drop, but then after a few rounds, my heart rate doesn't really come down that much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then after, but once I finish that last uh, one, I'll finish on going flat out. I'll finish on a hard 15 second burst. And then I'll... What kind of bike is it? Any bike? A salt bike? Or? Some... Oh, it really doesn't matter. I've done it on uh, salt bikes. I've done it on ellipticals. Um, sometimes I do it on like, yeah, the, the spin bike or the spin bike where you're sitting back. I don't know what that one's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> um, and then I'll, yeah, do some training, just some um, body weight training usually. And I'll just do it super slow. So Tabata method training. I'll just go super slow. One set, few reps, as slow as I possibly can. And so my gym session will be like half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm. But do you have rest days? Yeah. 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 See, I'm, even, with, even with going to the gym, it's not something I do every day. It'll just be when, when I've got yeah, time and I don't have something. Because I do it smack bang in the middle of the day, you know, I can do it yeah, whenever it works. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and then I will usually wait about two hours after training before eating because... You have a better growth hormone response if you wait at least two hours after training before eating. Two hours? Yeah. I find it easy to wait one hour and then after that one hour mark, I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. Because after you train, you don't feel very hungry. Mm. But, but you would have heard okay. the whole bro the whole bro science thing. As soon as you finish, you got to smash a protein shake. Yeah. Like two bananas or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's not proven like really? at all. Yeah, at all. That's it really bro does, science. It's bro science. <laughs> It really doesn't matter, like as long as you're having... All the PTs I work with do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll wait two hours if possible. Oh, you know what? If possible. If possible. Wait an hour. Added that on the if, end. if your stomach's eating itself after an hour, then, then yeah. eat. Uh, and then... Still fasting is something that I'd like to get into. Have you been skipping breakfast yet? Not yet. <laughs> do you drink coffee? Yeah. Well, you're halfway there. You got Just have the coffee, skip the brekkie. Yeah. Okay, anyways, back to you. Back to me. Then I eat keto. My yes. diet, um, I love the keto diet. So a lot of fats, m- medium amount of protein, and yeah, a lot of veggies, like high fiber veggies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I supplement pretty hard too. I think that's a whole nother podcast for me to dive into all the things that I supplement with. Yeah, um, okay. And then from there... If you were to just pick one supplement, that is your ride or die. Ooh, one. Can we just talk about krill oil? Because we were talking about that last time. All right, all right, cool. Um, And I really found it fascinating, your explanation of krill oil Mm -hmm. because of the omega-3s and all that in the food. So take it away. All right, so a lot of fish oil on the market is very low quality. It doesn't last for very long on the shelf. So... Krill oil has something called astaxanthin in it, which is what gives it that color. And it is actually a antioxidant, preserves the oil for a lot longer. So that's why krill oil is so good. Astaxanthin also works as like a bit of a sunscreen, but from the inside of your body out, will protect your skin from the sun from the inside out. So that's the reason why I like to smash uh, krill oil. I do a pretty high dose um, every day, between four and six grams of krill oil, because the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio is very important in inflammation and anti-aging in your body so i think ideally the ratio is meant to be one part 
omega-3 to four parts omega-6. But these days, it's more like one part omega-3 to 15 to 24 parts omega-6 that we're getting in a Western diet. These days, as in the Western diet because of... Can you give an example of a meal? Uh, a meal? So, yeah. For example, uh, someone has... What's a typical like lunch? Like a, a sandwich with wholemeal bread, piece of processed ham, yep. bit of lettuce, bit of tomato. Yep. Why is that an example of something that is creating? So whatever dressing would be on that like salad, uh, yeah, on that sandwich, whatever dressing would you'd be pretty. Uh, unless it was a really healthy one, it'd be high in omega six oils. Like mayonnaise would be high in omega six. A a low quality one would be. Okay. Yeah, ideally you want something that's like a whole egg mayonnaise, so it's like high in saturated fats, which are good for your hormone production. So, but like um you know whatever butter was on it, if unless it's like real butter, but if it was like a margarine or something like that, you can be guaranteed that that's high in omega six and and trans fats and stuff like that. So that's just yeah, we're getting bombarded. You know, from like every angle, like pesto, for example. I love pesto. Oh, love to don't. Do... Stop, no, no, stop. No, 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 no. Pesto <laughs> is fantastic. Pesto is good. But make your own, probably. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I was looking for a good pesto. I know, a, I mine a has a pesto. one, one star health rating. I saw it. Yeah, I was looking for a good pesto <laughs> the other day in the shop. And I was like looking at all the jars and it's like canola oil, canola oil, canola, cottonseed oil. And I'm like, okay, like. I don't, yeah, I'm not really that keen on these because... It's only like four ingredients too, isn't it? Pesto, it's like pine nuts, basil. Cheese, there's cheese in a lot of them, like a pecorino cheese. Okay. Garlic. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy to make. Yeah, it it's is pretty, it is pretty those, easy. It's just one of those like time poor things in our 40 hour weeks that we'll be like, can't yeah. do it, you know? But... Getting back to the point, it's omega-6. Yeah, so the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So you want to have, um, like I said, ideally like one omega-3 to every four parts omega-6 you have because I'm going for like the more anti-aging um, biohack. Mm-hmm. It's more of a one-to-one ratio. Mm-hmm. So I've got to consume a lot of omega-3. So I do like I do like my fatty fish and, and yeah, I, eat, I have the krill oil. So you're doing that for anti-aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, krill oil is great for um, anti-inflammatory. Yeah, omega-3 in general is good for keeping uh, your body, like keeping inflammation down in your body. So for someone who's never really got into nutrition or whatever, like they just don't have this concept of what even inflammation is, can we just give it a quick example of... So the definition of inflammation. Yep. So this is probably another thing that like I understand, but I'm not probably probably going to be the best with like what comes out of my mouth right now. But inflammation will be, it's your body's response. It's a healing response. So if you like bump your knee and it swells up and it's inflammation because there's your body needs some healing there. So it's going to send, you know, a lot of blood flow. It's going to send a lot of these like messages and stuff like that there to go and deal with like whatever the trauma is to be healed. Uh, unfortunately, because these days we have inflammation from all these bad foods that we're eating, all the stress that's in our life, all these um, chemicals and stuff which like are in our air on this whatever surface, Cleaning whatever products. surface you're, you're leaning on, you know what I mean? Whatever that's been cleaned in and your, yeah. your skin is going to soak that up. 
whatever you washed your clothes in, whatever. Bad um, skincare. Bad skincare, whatever um, fragrances are in the air right now that you're breathing in. Yeah. So, you know, car exhausts, like we're bombarded all around. So there's, yeah, it's a, our bodies these days are a pretty harsh environment for inflammation. So, yeah, I think anybody could benefit from uh, krill oil. Another oh, yeah. um, <laughs> another supplement that like I really love is actually the one you've got over there, vitamin D3. So these days, well, vitamin D3 is like a, an absolutely amazing antioxidant in our body. Okay, which, explain antioxidants before you get into I vitamin guess. D3. So an antioxidant is... I remember me saying about if you have some bad fats, so if you have like a polyunsaturated fat, it's like poly meaning multiple, there's spaces in that fat that can oxidize. Okay, and I'm just mindful. So go through all the fats just because like I, I did nutrition at school all right. and like for literally one year. And I'm just like Don't ask for examples, loading. but I can do the all right, so you got <laughs> mono so you got saturated fats, right? Saturated meaning that there's like no room for a position like to be oxidized. Okay. Right? So that's why saturated fats, butter, coconut oil, ghee are really good fats to cook with because they can get to a really I'm gonna high, get ghee. They get to a high temperature. Yeah. And they're still stable. But if you let that get like beyond the smoke point temperature, then it starts to break down mm-hmm. and then it starts to oxidize. So that's why I said to you, olive oil is strictly for salad dressing. You don't cook with olive oil. If, yeah, you, do, if you do, you've got to keep the, like, you can't cook hot with olive oil. But yeah, you're better off just using a saturated fat, coconut oil or something. Mm-hmm. So you've got saturated fats and then you've got mono unsaturated fat, uh, fats, which have um, one position for oxidization in the fatty acid then you've got poly poly and then you've got trans fats trans fats are not a they're a man-made fat they're mm. a bad fat um yeah i don't know if there's any other fats is that what, that, the fat, what you were you thinking about or? yeah no they, they were the ones i was thinking about i was just spinning on the fact that trans fats is man-made yeah because like people like we're having a discussion other day at work and someone i work with is very strict on like count chemicals and not calories and Mm -hmm. she was just basically making the point of like we don't know what our body's gonna be like in the next 30 years because we're kind of the first generation that only consume majority of these trans fats and they're all man-made is that correct yeah so uh when i like, I do remember looking into trans fats, but it was that long ago that I was like, ah, oh, that's what a trans fat is. Okay, that's something I never want to eat. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I found out enough about it to know that there is no good to come from trans fats. So it's just like, put over in that basket, I want to focus on the good stuff, you know? Yeah. Ask me about krill oil, I rattle off all that stuff. Ask me about trans fat. That's good it's that just you're like, not saving Yeah, no room, no room in my head for that, for that negativity. <laughs> So, um, yeah, stay away Fair from enough. trans fats. But there is there is a bit of a story behind it. Like Yeah, that's where I was like, it's something interesting. To do with, I I've like... got a feeling that maybe they created a Google fat it. to fatten up turkeys or something okay. like that. I've got to, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Find it. We'll chat, if you find any articles, just chuck a link. 
Okay, yeah, I'll chuck a link, guys, yeah. if I find anything, because I actually want to see if it's fan up turkeys, like we may presume. Yeah, going way back there. Um, but anyways, so what did you eat in your day of day in the life of Riley when you got home from the gym and waited two hours? All right, so I would have some uh, organic Brussels sprouts. After you supplemented. After I supplemented? All right, so I'd have some organic uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, yeah, they are like I used to hate them because they just smelled like farts. But you know what? These days I have this weird relationship with food that I'll eat things that I want the nutrients out of. You know, so having it broccoli just depends how you season uh, it. Having broccoli, at the end of the day, having, right? Yeah, that's yeah. You can season things to um, taste. You know, so much better. It's like I eat a lot of organ meats, and there's a lot of seasoning that has to go on to. <sighs> To get rid of that taste of the organs, um, so like a lunch here would be something like um, avocado, some uh, Brussels sprouts, maybe put with a bit of bacon, you know, some eggs. Pretty simple, maybe some lactose-free cheese, like on top, bit of sriracha sauce, you know. I'd, I'd, it could be like a lot better, but like it could be a lot worse too. So that's you know something that, that sounds that, yummy. Like I would eat, um, and you know, for especially di- the bacon and the cheese part. Yeah, and cooked in ghee. I'll cook like oh, the, yeah. I'll cook the Brussels the Brussels sprouts in ghee because yeah. um, it actually helps you get a lot of the uh, fat soluble vitamins and nutrients out of the Brussels sprouts by eating it with ghee. Okay. So and then dinner would be something like um, mm, probably kidney. You know, like I eat a, eat a lot of kidney. Like the kidney dish that I make has like a cauliflower mash with. Um, yeah, kidney and onion and a cream sauce with turmeric in it. So it looks, yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. And they taste, they taste amazing too. Um, okay, well, feel free to make it for me. All right, no worries. <laughs> you get your fellow around to eat some kidney. Tell him, <laughs> see what he reckons. <laughs> We're gonna eat some organs. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I won't tell him. Better off just not telling anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then in the evening, I'll go to like, we'll skip to like my evening biohacks. Um, yeah, because this was meant to be a short episode. Yeah, how are we going for time? We need it. Are we getting on? So, quick. my evening biohacks are about two hours before bed, I put on these like sick glasses. They're completely orange. Mm, orange lens. I've seen them. Yeah. Yep. To cut out the blue light uh, from you know the room. I've got my phone and my computer set and stuff like that to cut out blue light, you know, once sun, sundown, once the sun goes down. But pretty much what the what's happening there is the orange lens cuts out the blue light wave. So once I've got them on, I can be in a room that's got artificial lighting and has, is emitting a lot of blue light. But my body thinks that the sun has actually gone down because when, you know, take us back a couple of hundred years ago, when the sun went down, that's it. We got no more blue light like in our eyes. And what our bodies would start doing is start producing melatonin, start releasing melatonin. And the sooner that melatonin is being released into your body, when you go to sleep, the faster you're going to be able to reach deep sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll chuck on my um, my blue blocking glasses. Um, so that's to get into the optimum circadian rhythm. So yeah, 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 absolutely. So I can keep my circadian rhythm, you know, like balanced. Yeah. So it's not like the moment that I t- switch that light switch off saying I'm going to go to bed. It's not like my body goes, oh, the sun just went down. And then my body needs to wait, you know, a few hours before it starts trickling some melatonin. So, you know, if I just say I put my blue my blue light blocking glasses on when the sun actually went down, then two, three hours later, I went to sleep. 
my body's going to be releasing mel like melatonin. I'm going to be reaching deep sleep when I go to sleep when I'm supposed to, rather than if you didn't have the blue light blocking glasses on at all, mm -hmm. switch the light switch off, jump in bed, and your body's going to go, oh, the, now the sun's down. It's going to start trickling it out. Then you reach, like when you actually get into deep sleep, is going to be a lot later. Yeah. And you being able to have that good deep sleep that is like, you know, the uh, REM, I guess, long, for longer or wh whatever makes it good sleep yep. is going to help you fast as well, right? Do you think? It's going to help me fast? Because hmm. like I've, I've heard a lot about how, you know, if you're sleep deprived, you are just like wanting to eat more or like... Yeah, right. Because your body produces different hormones that like make you crave like fat fats and salts and well you know what i think yeah there's probably something there because if i have a bad night's sleep i'm gonna be i'm gonna feel like eating shit and probably earlier because yeah. of your insulin or some shit i don't know um anyways but yeah with with saying that um i track i track my sleep with this that ring that cool aura ring yeah so so what's it called it's called an aura ring aura like o-u-r-a ring and that tracks my sleep. It'll track like my body temperature, my heart rate, how much REM. So how does much that help deep. you track your heart rate at the gym as well? It does. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. So yeah, I love this little thing. It's actually been amazing to get like data on my own sleep, so I can see what supplements. See, you know, even just using the blue light blocking glasses, I can see how much it's impacted my sleep. Um, so yeah, and because sleep has been such a big thing for me, the few things that like I've found that have increased my sleep so much is um, an earthing mat I get eight hours of earthing every night because under my fitted sheet I've got a carbon infused leatherette uh, thing so as your body sweats it's like I'm laying on the ground and I'm picking up the earth's resonance and actually lowering my body's inflammation just helping me sleep a lot better I love that thing um, I take lion's mane extract before bed to increase my REM sleep my rapid eye movement stage of sleep REM and deep are both extremely important so yeah, I like to track that. I like to see how much REM and deeper. Can you just quickly say why REM and deep are important? What do each give you throughout the day? So deep is like doing. Um, it's deep is where your growth hormone is released. Okay. It's where the deep restorative. Um, it's your deep restorative phase of sleep where your body's going to be really healing and and um, yeah, keeping like keeping yourself young. The REM sleep is also important because that part of your sleep helps consolidate all the things that you happened in that day. Like, and it's also your dream state. Mm -hmm. So a lot of unprocessed emotions and events and stuff like that play out in REM in the form of dreams. Dreams are very like metaphorical and, and that. Um, and so, yeah, it's a very, if you weren't getting any REM, it would just be like, you know, waking up every day and but every day's building up you've got like unresolved things that were playing on your mind and stuff like that mm. but if you get a good amount of REM your body's going to have a chance to like process those things you know yeah. you might have some trippy trippy dreams have some B6 if you want to remember your dreams before bed but um, yeah and yeah you'll have some you know dreams and stuff like that but it'll just yeah, consolidate you know all those conscious encounters and stuff that happened during the day mm. your learnings and stuff as well yeah the link between conscious and subconscious overnight to help you process. Mm -hmm. Very important. Yeah, cool. Well, we might leave it there. Awesome. But thank you so much for sharing your 
knowledge and what you've researched and yeah we'll get you back on the podcast soon with another topic yeah what was the thing you wanted to do supplements so yeah that's a big one (laughs) we can do we can do anything all right we'll pick like a certain topic but all right sounds good and we'll we'll dive deep in the rabbit hole yes yeah we'll love a good maybe 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 ask ask your friends and stuff you know what they yeah be interested in send us a biohacking topic you would like us to specify on in our next conversation i got you and that's another episode with another great guest done and dusted please do leave a review whether you're listening on apple or spotify it is very much appreciated so other people who want to raise their consciousness want to grow themselves want to know more about what's out there can find me and listen to me and my guests contemplate certain things once again i love connecting with people follow me over on my instagram at ikigai.empowermentcoaching ikigai spelled i-k-i-g-a-i 